0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. You can find me on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. You can also email the show directly, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Happy Saturday to everybody out there getting ready for the main slate here in week six of the NFL. We, of course, had the Thursday night game with Tampa Bay playing host to the Philadelphia Eagles, and um, just a a few notes on that game. You can basically, and I've said this before, and we'll talk more about it later in in the podcast, you can basically take the roster that's lining up against me and use those as your starts of the week, and you will be successful, oh, about 80-85% of the time. Last year, it was Zach Moss who had a monster game against me. Jeff Wilson kills me every single year, so I stashed him this year, hoping that he at least does it for me. This week, it was Leonard Fournette. Yep, Leonard Fournette and his 30.9 fantasy points. um, And O.J. Howard, who had done diddly squats for the first five weeks. Here he is with a breakout performance. I mean, he didn't have – he had a touchdown. Otherwise, it was kind of underwhelming. But even so – In a week where I was hoping that my opponent would have no tight end to play against me, uh, O.J. Howard has himself his best game of the year. So yeah, you can take whoever goes against me and kind of work that into a DFS lineup, and you will be successful. I might start tweeting that out. So keep an eye on that. I might actually tweet out the lineup. I won't tweet out the name of the person or the team name or anything like that. I will just put the players out there and say, okay, this is the lineup that's going against me. Have at it. See what you can can do. All kidding aside, yeah, I was, I'm was. i a little disgruntled and, and bitter, to be <laughs> honest. I was hoping to have a, with Tom Brady going, and I streamed Zach uh, Ertz uh, this week, which was a good move, I think uh benching T J Hawkinson. Uh we'll talk more about that later as well in the injuries. But either way, uh yeah, I was hoping to come out of that uh with a little bit of a lead. I am down as of right now and I am projected to lose. So we'll we'll wait and see what happens on uh, on Sunday for tomorrow's games. But let's go ahead and uh we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh before we get into the rest of the podcast, I do want to remind everyone that the Know It All Fantasy Football podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcasting Network. Make sure you check out www.skullkingsports.com for all of your major sports, collegiate athletics, auto racing, MMA fighting, boxing news, and much, much more. There is also a comprehensive uh, fantasy section there with rankings and tools and articles that will help you continue to completely obliterate your competition. All right, let's launch into the injuries. We have a lot to talk about here. Uh, The injuries seem to go on and on and on. Now, we all know that Christian McCaffrey has missed three Well, he missed two. The last two games, he will miss his third straight contest with a sore hamstring. Chuba Hubbard in line for most of the work there. Nick Chubb is out this week for the Browns with a calf injury. Kareem Hunt has also missed practice all week with a calf issue, but he is expected to play. Now, you will hear that he's expected to get this huge workload. I'm not as confident as most people. He's missed practice the entire week, and there is a risk here. Guys, of Kareem Hunt getting hurt early in this game or reaggravating his calf and missing time. If you picked up uh, Felton, that's great if you did. But I would pick up De'Ernest Johnson for the Cleveland Browns. He's more of a traditional running back. If you have roster space and you can get away with it this week, if you can drop somebody maybe, or you've put somebody on IR and you have an open bench spot. Just as a speculative thing, you can drop him again on Tuesday if it doesn't work out. But Ernest Johnson is somebody that I picked up in a few leagues because I figure, okay, let's see what happens. You could end up with, at least for a couple of weeks, a starting running back on a Cleveland Browns team that runs the football. So yeah, it is worth picking him up if you have a spot available. Clearly, you're not going to play him this week. You're going to watch and wait and see. If by any stretch of the imagination, Kareem Hunt is inactive on Sunday, that changes the situation. And if you have Johnson on your bench already, you may end up with the number one running back on the Browns. Kenny Galladay will be out for the Giants with a hyper-extended knee. Saquon Barkley will also miss the game with an ankle issue. Kadarius Toney expected to play despite being limited with an ankle. And Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard also expected to return for New York. Daniel Jones cleared concussion protocol. He will play this week as well. Russell Wilson will be out this week for the Seahawks with an injured finger. He is expected to miss several weeks. However, the team has yet to place him on IR. I don't know if they will or what they're waiting for. Yeah, you can downgrade uh, the wide receivers here to a certain degree with Geno Smith. He certainly is no Russell Wilson, but they're going to most likely have to throw the ball against Pittsburgh, so uh, Geno Smith might be a decent streaming option this week if you're desperate. Chris Carson will miss his second straight game with a chronic neck issue, and I'm going to say it again here because I've said it the whole time. This is a neck issue. Neck issues are serious business for a running back or an NFL player, and it's chronic, I expect, and I'm no doctor, but I expect Carson will end up on IR, and this will be Alex uh, Collins' backfield, at least to lose the job. So um, he needs to be owned in all leagues, Alex Collins. I have him on, I think, every single team that I have. All five teams I have have Collins. I picked him up in week three, and I've had him the entire time um, on the League of Goons team. So, So he's somebody that, if he's available, which I doubt he is at this point, but you just never know grab him and you could start him this week. DK Metcalf does not have an injury designation this week for Seattle. He is good to go. Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are both questionable for the Washington football team. They have hamstring issues. They're both expected to play. Just keep an eye on it in case there is a surprise inactive. Dalvin Cook should be back in action for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson also expected to play Adam Thielen, questionable, but again, he is expected in the lineup. Alexander Madison was also limited this week. He's expected to play. It'll be very interesting to see if they, uh, the Vikings run out Dalvin Cook and put the whole workload on him or if they split it up between Madison and Cook. They're basically the same player. Yes, Dalvin Cook is a little more explosive and the better running back overall. It's kind of like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in cleveland i think you can have that type of offense here and i wonder if they're not going to do that to try to keep both of these guys healthy for the long term it'll be very interesting to see you're obviously starting cook if he's in there madison i'd hold off to see what happens uh, overall Devonte parker will miss sunday's game with hamstring and shoulder issues preston williams also questionable with a groin issue for the dolphins Despite being limited in practice, Joe Mixon expected to play and get a substantial workload uh, per sources. Now, Samaj P Ryan, of course, will be out uh, due to being placed in the COVID nineteen protocol. Chris Evans makes a well, I wouldn't start him, but a speculative ad, um, very much in the vein of De'Ernest Johnson, is uh, you could do that if you have a, a deep bench. T.Y. Hilton could be activated off of IR and play for the Colts as they face the Texans. You probably won't start him, although I may be forced to in a deep league if he is activated, and we'll see what happens there. Mike Williams limited with a knee issue. He's questionable. Keep your eye on that if you're the Williams owner. He is a must-start if active. Tyreek Hill, also questionable with a quad injury. He did return to practice, and is, though he's questionable, I expect him to play on Sunday. Jabal Williams and DeAndre Swift both carry the questionable tag heading into tomorrow's action. I expect both to play. Swift remains a must-start running back one, at least in my mind. He's been questionable the whole year, but he hasn't looked uh, injured to me. He looks fantastic. TJ Hawkinson, also questionable for the Lions with a knee injury. Now, this one is a little bit more worrisome, at least for me. Uh, I sat him in the League of Goons, as I mentioned, in favor of Zach Ertz. Ertz put in a decent performance. I couldn't have expected much more. But now that I sat him, look for Hawk to not only play, but score two touchdowns and maybe catch eight of nine passes and have like 25, 30 points. That's my luck. We'll see what happens. Damian Williams in the uh, COVID-19 protocol for the Bears. He'll miss Sunday's contest with the Packers. Fire up your Khalil Herbert. We'll talk about him later on. Allen Robinson, questionable for the Bears. Game time decision, perhaps. Even if he plays, he might not even be startable in the near future. Chase Edmonds, questionable with a shoulder injury. We'll see what that means for the Arizona Cardinals. Damian Harris, who we will talk about later, is questionable this week with sore ribs. I would not start him even if he's active. We'll go over more of that later. Ezekiel Elliott has been limited all week with a multitude of issues, but he's expected to play Sunday, and I expect him to be a a running back one without any issue. And finally, Melvin Gordon, questionable with a hip injury. He will be a game-time decision for the Broncos. It very well could be Javante Williams' time in the Mile High City. I mentioned this the other day, and we will talk about Javante in a minute or two. For those of you who run a business, you most likely have an outdated website set up if you even have one running at all. That's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. Rob and company have all the tools that you need to set your business up for success. Look for them on Instagram at bove.design where you can find samples of their custom work and check it all out for yourself. Whether it's a new site from scratch, upgrades to an older website, or custom artwork such as banners or logos, Bove Design has got you covered. Make sure you hit Rob the Owner up on Instagram at bove.design. Remember, folks, B-O-V-E dot design. Both you and your business will be happy that you did. All right, let's talk about some starts of the week here, and my first one is Khalil Herbert with Damian Williams out and David Montgomery on IR. Herbert is really the only option out of the backfield here. Ryan Nall might spell him for the Bears, but I see a possibility here for a massive workload. Several targets, perhaps, from Justin Fields, who, yeah, he can throw downfield, he's just not accurate. Um, Now, Fields could run the ball a little bit more, though he hasn't really been a threat to run the ball here. So I'm looking for a heavy workload, as I mentioned, and perhaps a touchdown or two. Khalil Herbert is an absolute start this week. Javante Williams with uh, Melvin Gordon, a game-time decision for the Bronx against the Raiders. I think this could be time for the Williams breakout game. He's a physical runner. He's explosive. Yeah, there's risk here, of course, but I love this matchup. I'm starting him where I own him on my teams. I would implore you to do the same. This could be it, guys. I think think he's in for a, a good game. Taylor Heineke is my quarterback start of the week as I mentioned on the streamer show Thursday. I love Heineke this week against an angry Chiefs team that on the offensive side of the ball is going to put up a lot of points. The Chiefs DST is among the worst against posing quarterbacks so you have that going for you. Heineke has put up points over 20 points in 3 or 4 games so if you have a quarterback on by or one that is injured feel free to start Heineke with confidence this week against Kansas City. Jalen Waddle, with Tua Tagovailoa. I, I always have trouble with that guy. Sorry, <laughs> it is what it is. Making his return for the Finns and all other wide receivers, either questionable or out, Waddle should be in line for a huge game. Mike Isicki makes a good start here as well for Miami, but I love Waddle to be in the top 12 this week uh, for Miami. Now we'll move over to the sits. I'm going to give you a guy that's coming off of really three solid performances in a row from the standpoint of numbers. And we'll talk about that. And it's James Conner for the Arizona Cardinals. The overall numbers, as I mentioned, make Conner look better than he actually is. Take his last five games or the five games this season. He's averaging only 40 yards per game and a mere 3.1 yards per carry. However, he's got double-digit fantasy points in three of his uh, in his last three games and three of the five altogether. That makes him look better than he is. He doesn't look good running the ball. I've watched him. He's lost a few uh, steps. In, in you know his, the injury's taken its toll on him. He looks more like more of a plotter than he ever did in Pittsburgh. But the five touchdowns over the last three games has really padded his numbers and made him look more valuable than he actually is. Arizona likes to pass. Murray runs the ball a lot, and Chase Edmonds is involved in the mix. I'd sell Connor High, if possible, to a running back needy team, unless you're a running back needy team and you have to start him. Otherwise, he's a sit if you can. Against this Browns team this week, I don't expect him to get in the end zone, and I don't think he'll have much in the way of value for you. Odell Beckham Jr., This is a situation very much like that of Josh Gordon and, to a lesser degree, Julio Jones. The name carries more weight at this stage of their career than the talent level or the the overall play. Four catches for 47 yards over the past two games combined for a Browns team that is really a true ground-and-pound machine. Yeah, I understand Nick Chubb is out this week, but I still expect Cleveland to play their style of football, with Jarvis Landry also Perhaps back in the mix here, OBJ is an absolute sit and a borderline drop. Josh Jacobs, while all indications are that he might play, I cannot find a scenario where I'm comfortable with him being in my lineup. Peyton Barber is back. Kenyon Drake is also in this backfield. The Raiders are an absolute disaster, mess, dumpster fire with the John Gruden situation, which I'm not even going to go into here. You all know what's going on with that. I will just talk about how it pertains to fantasy. So it remains to be seen what the coaching staff is going to do here with Gruden gone. But I'm not comfortable with Josh Jacobs as anything more than an emergency start at best. So, uh, yeah, I have him on a team and I'm not starting him. Uh, I'm not going to drop him yet. I want to see what happens, but I'm not comfortable starting him. Now, talking about players that you can drop, we mentioned Kenny Galladay earlier. Guys, enough is enough here with him. He's always hurt. He's made of glass. I'm not going to go into it anymore. He's not the receiver he was in Detroit. He's never going to be that in New York, especially with Kadarius Tony ready to break out and Sterling Shepard, the clear, at least at this point, number one trusted guy of Daniel Jones. Then, yeah, honestly, there's you need to you need to look elsewhere. So you can go ahead and drop Kenny Galladay. Justin Fields is another drop here, and look, I know there were high expectations for Fields when he you know was going to overtake Andy Dalton and have this great rookie breakout campaign, and you know people were higher on him than me, and I know i'm low on him i don't i think he's a terrible quarterback, and I honestly don't think he's going to be very good for fantasy either, but we have seen bad quarterbacks be good for fantasy in the past, so if you know if we're going to say this can't happen well it's it, it sure can. All I'm saying here is that Fields is not running the football. They do not have a game plan to suit his offense, his style of play in Chicago. So at this stage of the game, he is not somebody I'm comfortable putting out there. And he's taking up a roster spot when you can pick up a quarterback anywhere. And, And, you know, you can pick up your Daniel Joneses, your Taylor Heinekes, and you know Kirk Cousins in some leagues And, and guys like that and, and Fields isn't going to win you a championship this year You just need to resign yourself to that If you're in a dynasty league Or a keeper league And you're, you're really That sold on him, fine But in a redraft league Get rid of him I realize it's hard to cut running backs But Damian Harris is a guy That I would want off my team if I had him Look, he hasn't done much in the way of blowing the doors off of the job there in New England. Two costly fumbles. One is sometimes enough to bench you into obscurity. He's got two. I expect him not to play this week, even if he is active, and he could have lost this job for good. If Ramondre Stevenson can do anything at all up there, then he will supplant Harris as the uh, early downs guy, and trusted Brandon Bolden is going to be the James White in this offense moving forward forward. Damian Harris is somebody that you can get rid of, honestly. Um, If you went zero RB, you could be stuck with him. But if you can drop him, I would do so. Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I know. I hear all of it. I hear you. He's talented. He can be explosive. He's a great gadget player. Blah, 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 blah. No. No. He's another guy made of glass. He's another guy that you know fooled you when you put him in your, in your lineup. He does absolutely nothing. I'm not interested. I am sick and tired of you know, he comes back and then he's out. He doesn't even make two practices. Now, the next guy I talk about is even worse than that. But now, Curtis Samuel isn't somebody I'm interested in having. If you have him, I wouldn't even put him on your IR spot if he goes back in IR. He's somebody that uh, I would just get rid of. And like I said, I'm going to say the same thing here for Will Fuller, who is on IR. He's not someone you should waste any time on. You shouldn't even waste your IR spot with him. He's not going to come back and have any, any impact for Miami. I'd rather grab Jeff Wilson Jr. or perhaps even Tariq Cohen and put them, stash them away in your IR spot and call it a day. Cole Beasley. Well, it's very apparent here that he's been replaced by Emmanuel Sanders in the uh, Bills' offense as the number two guy. You want to throw in the fact that Dawson Knox is now a force to be reckoned with here. Um, Now, you might recall that Knox was one of my sleeper tight ends early on in draft season. He's emerged as a force here and a must-start at the moment, though somewhat dependent on uh, touchdowns. Even so, Beasley is now the fourth, maybe fifth option in the offense I want no part of it. He doesn't look like anybody that you should be uh, having on your roster. Brandon Ayuk, the same thing. In case you're still hanging on to him in hopes of some sort of breakout, I'd cut bait. Whatever happened between Ayuk and and, uh, Kyle Shanahan, it's enough here that the second uh, year wide receiver has been completely phased out of the offense. I don't expect him to come back to any uh, prominence here. Debo Samuel seems to be the stud to own. Now, I want to talk about Miles Sanders before we end the program today. Now, I'm not going to talk about whether or not you should drop him until the end here. I want to go over a few things first. I've been saying for the better part of two years that he is one of the most overrated running backs in the NFL. He barely touches the ball in a run-heavy offense for the Eagles. And like I mentioned with Harris, it's difficult to drop a running back during bye weeks. But right now, Miles Sanders is wasting a roster spot for you. The Eagles are not winning games, and their quarterback stinks, at least from an NFL perspective. So I'm not going to say you should necessarily drop Miles Sanders. He is a sit, absolute sit. And you could drop him if you don't have anybody else on your roster. But if the coaching staff ever trades for a quarterback, or and I'm talking about Deshaun Watson, nobody else, or if they go with Gardner Minshew, then Sanders could once again gain a regain low end running back to value. But this nonsense that he's actually good and an explosive back needs to be put to rest once and for all. He's nothing more than a flex option on his best day unless there's a quarterback change. If you need to, you can feel free to drop him. Well, guys, that is going to do it here on Saturday, right before the kickoff for week six. Uh, obviously, we had the Thursday night game, as I mentioned earlier, but uh, hopefully you guys are poised and ready to win this week, make good decisions. Go right now and check your waiver wire and see who was dropped. There could be guys that you could pick up and just plug into your lineup that people got rid of. I did that with Zach Ertz on Thursday, and he turned out to be a great streaming option for me. So, If you're in need of bi-week replacements or injury fillers, now's the time to strike. Get on that waiver wire and remember, Dearness Johnson, if he's there and you have room, pick him up. He could be a great beat the waiver wire guy if Kareem Hunt does, in fact, get hurt or if he splits time with Johnson this weekend. Well, guys, that's going to do it, as I mentioned. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and absolutely do everything you can do to obliterate your competition. Enjoy your football tomorrow. Have a fantastic weekend, and I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. See you later.